Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity hanging out in Denver. And um, I am standing here at my stand-up desk wearing a pair of yoga pants and my It's All Good I Ran Today shirt, which totally represents my attitude. Um, I've definitely had a couple tough days, SBS. I won't lie to you. If I start to cry, it's, it's, it's just because... It's where I am. <laughs> oh, I know. I felt so bad. I told my kids about what was happening to you. And, and I said, and Dimity called me and she cried on the phone today. So so share with our listeners what it is you've been going through because I, I definitely feel your pain and let them share it too. So yes, my both my children have lice. And as not surprisingly, both me and my husband have lice as well. And uh, or I should say my husband and I, if I'm being uh, I did. my correct grammar when I speak. Did you, did you catch that, Sarah? I did. I was thinking that, but I refrained from correcting you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I self-edit sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Did it's you like feel, my- did you feel scriptures that you kept you from uh, <laughs> strictures? Did you feel strictures? Oh, strictures. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, well, actually I saw in my head, you know, like when, when you misspell a word on Microsoft word and it goes, like red line, red line, wrong grammar. Um, Anyway, so yes, we have lice and, uh, you know, I used to, well, I had it as a kid. I mean, I don't think that there was anybody, well, I shouldn't say anybody, but it's not all that uncommon. I mean, I used to have, or I think it still has kind of negative connotations about it, but the reality is, is everybody gets it at some point or another or pretty much everybody. Cause I definitely, cause I can, you know, you kind of alluded in a different conversation about how it's kind of like you think it's like oh they must be dirty or you know i don't know only people living in hovels have it and something like that now i'm thinking like oh that's what dimity thought about us every time we got it so no no i mean i I had it i mean it's it's just got that connotation i don't know why because you know i mean lord knows i've been on nearly every internet page you know since we've gotten it and it's like it is not you know, because of poor hygiene. I mean, you know, I, my kids have their hair washed at least once or twice a week, Amelia more. And, you know, I change our sheets pretty regularly. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, if you're going to school, it's going to happen. Or you're going to camp or you're, you know, happen to be at the wrong sleepover, you know. And have you seen on the Internet um, the rumors fly that uh, lice actually like clean hair better? And, uh, oh, I've, there we go. Yeah, I've come across that too, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. My kids who love taking showers, and so of course the lights are like, yeah, they're the carny kids. Let's get on them. <laughs> well, someone was telling me that that like the blondish kind of dark, light brown hair was that the color they liked the most. I mean, I think there's lots of like, you know, um, what's that word? Tall tales or wives? Grandma's- wives tales. Wives. There you go. Wives' tales. About but, but let's, Grandma, all, what is that? Yeah, let's, let's banish that phrase, though, you know, because that's kind of uh, pejorative toward women. So, um, well, yeah, tall tales or, yeah, um, urban myths. Urban uh, myths about lice. Yeah, mm-hmm. along with that baby crocodile in our sewer, right? <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I got to say my heart particularly goes out to you, Dimity, because um, my kids, one or two, or I don't ever think John had them, but we've been, um, the kids have had lice 
three or maybe four times that I'm emotionally blocking out. But um, Jack and I have never gotten it. So I really, um, my, I just really feel for you. So yeah, it's definitely, I mean, so, I mean, you know, so plan of action, I always like a plan of action, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, my, when I talked to Grant, um, so Grant, t- I was out to dinner actually with these very people, uh, that, that were, uh, the po- podcast people, Pega team Monday night, they were in town for, um, some other business and I went out to dinner with them and I pull out my phone as I'm walking to the car, the text says, get lice shampoo. That's oh. all it says from Grant. I'm like, uh-huh. Thanks for explaining that. And, you know, <sighs> totally like ruining my nice, you know, little mood that I had going from actually being social in this world. And, um, and so anyway, so the plan of action, so I get home and Grant and I just discuss and he's like, well, we can just buzz Ben's hair. Ben, I mean, he doesn't have long hair, but he definitely has a nice head of hair and I like it a lot. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, no. And that really set me into tears. And mm-hmm. then, by and then once I saw Amelia's hair, Amelia's hair is thicker than a tree trunk. Like I, I mean, she's got gorgeous hair, but it is every. I mean, I remember getting her hair cut at like two, mm-hmm. and people would like comment on how thick it was. Like, oh yeah, oh, it's like it's like telephone book thick. I mean, it is yeah. it is as many pages as the New York phone directory <laughs> must have had back in the seventies or something. That's how much hair she has on her head, and I'm not exaggerating. And of course she has to grow it out right now. Right. I mean, so that she's in the growing out stage. So, you know, so I was like, okay, fine. We'll buzz Ben and, you know, and still do the treatments and stuff on him, but that will, you know, eliminate the nitpicking for him for the most part. And Mm -hmm. then, um, and then Amelia, yeah, I mean, I've just been, you know, doing it the way that I need to do it, you know, and, uh, just very diligently and meticulously. I mean, the, the good point that you always had is that it's good bonding time with you and your children. It is. I mean, because because it really, it made me, as any listener can probably relate who has had a child with lice, I mean, it makes, it makes me incredibly despondent. And it was, there were times that I just thought, that's it. I'm just walking out of this house and I'm never coming back. I just, it was so overwhelming. And, but then I'm like, no, I have to put a positive spin on it. And, and, you know, Phoebe and I would just chat. And I remember we, um, her teacher, uh, Joanne, um, is Godfrey had, um, put together a CD and it had all these, um, songs by the monkeys on it, which typically isn't in my listening repertoire, but Phoebe totally loved it. So we listened to, you know, I'm a believer and, you know, last train to Clarksville. (laughs) I'm a believer. I hate lies. So so it was just, you know, and, and, oh gosh. And one time she got it, she was totally into, um, high school musical. So, you know, why I was actually enjoyed that. I don't know, but you know, it was just, you know, how much, when do you ever spend that much one-on-one intense time with your child? So, yes. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, and I actually, I mean, you know, so yesterday was a day. Well, so then on top of that, let's just, let's just, you know, throw out all my woes and then, and then I'll be done with it on top of that Monday night. So I'm, I'm not sleeping well because, you know, I've, I'm worried about what we're going to do with this life situation. Meanwhile, you know, I can't stop scratching everywhere from head to toe. because I just feel like they're crawling all over me. Um, and Grant, my husband gets up in the middle of the night and just starts violently retching. I mean, oh, like, shoot. it's not like, it's not like, oh, he's throwing up. It's like, oh my gosh, our house is going to blow over. He's got so much force coming from his intestines. Oh, yeah, we thought it was food poisoning and it turned out to be the 24 hour flu. So now it's, so that was Monday night. This is Wednesday. We record on Wednesdays. So he's fine today. Guess who's up throwing up last night? No, not you. <laughs> Amelia. Oh. Amelia. So she's home today. Oh, yeah. 
parked in front of the TV on the couch where she shouldn't be spreading her lice, even though we've killed them. But uh, it's just, it's I'm like, sorry. Yeah. and then, and then Monday and then Tuesday. Yeah. So yesterday. Um, yeah. And then we have a leak in our basement that's affecting our heating, which isn't, I mean, it's expensive to fix. It's not that expensive, but it's more like, it's just a pain because, Oh, there's just a jackhammer in our basement going into the cement floor. And you know, me and noise, Sarah, I'm like, Oh my God, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like I can't handle the loud noises. So it's been a real banner week for me. Um, oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Oh, and I hate to say it, but don't you feel like your number on, on the throwing up calendar is yes, coming up soon? Yeah. Well, and the thing is Ben woke up. So Ben is my six year old. He woke up this morning and I said, you know, I said, you know, Amelia's not going to school. So let's be quiet and not wake her up. He goes, Oh mom, I don't feel good either. And I was like, well, what's wrong? And he's like, and you know, too long, that <laughs> long pause. And I'm like, Yep, you're going to school. Nothing hurts. Like too long to make up a story there, Mister. So um, he was looking so for I'm, clues to be like, huh? Yes, what are there a lot of tissues? Like, yeah. Like, Is she I, coughing? I, I coughing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so he's at school, but I I feel like he's gonna be next. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I'm a mom. I don't get sick. Like, and Ooh. I don't mean to be a martyr about that, but I truly, truly like. There are very few times in my life where. I can remember after even, even as an adult, like just being laid out in bed. Oh, that's like, a it, kiss of death, Dimity. You have brought the, the finger know, of fate is now pointed at you. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was talking to my mom this morning and I said, you know, I actually wouldn't mind if I got sick 24 hours of like lying in bed. I could use that right now. <laughs> so, Yeah, but there's that whole throwing up part that makes it a little that's, less appealing. Yes, this is true. This is true. Well, you got your Christmas tree decorated this morning, right? <laughs> I did. This is um, <laughs> on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> sure. Um, so once a month, in most months, uh, Portland public schools start um, two hours late so that um, teachers can do enrichment stuff. And so the kids decorated the Christmas tree this morning because what else do you do with those extra two hours? So, um, yeah, because, Jack, um, I admit we have a, a artificial tree. We like to look at it as, you know, kind of nature-friendly um, mm-hmm. and easy. Until you, throw it the land, until you throw in the landfill, but we'll, we'll, we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but that's a long way off. So, um, so anyway, so he put, it, he put up the tree. He assembled the tree. Uh, greeny. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. So I was out shopping with the girls last night. And um, so Jack hadn't told us he was going to put up the tree. And so when we got back and the girls rush in, they go, hi, Greeny. Hi, Greeny. We missed you. <laughs> I'm like, OK, Greeny lives in the same storage room where all the another mother runner shirts live. <laughs> so we see Greeny quite a bit. Yeah. So, so I mean, the kids could go visit Greeny, but he's in a box. Um, yeah. So, oh, they're oh, and I, I'm pretty sure Daphne hugged the tree. And um, so. <laughs> So anyway, so they badgered their dad this morning to bring down the ornaments. And um, I was baking some muffins and, um, I don't know, getting their lunches ready while they decorated the tree. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is these are the memories that I remember from childhood, <laughs> you know, just kind of on the fly decorating the tree. But whatever. And, oh, my goodness, Phoebe just I, it made me realize how much she, like, the twins are just her marionettes. And she just is the puppet master behind them. Because every turn they'd be like, oh, Phoebe, can I put this on? Phoebe, I want to put this one on. Is that okay? I'm like thinking, since when do you have to check with Phoebe to do anything? So uh, Phoebe being the one who's almost 11 and the twins are almost seven and a half. And, oh, I just made me feel badly for them. I just, 
Uh, oh, I think it's more of adoration, you know? I mean, that's, I think that's the natural order of, of siblings, you know, they want, they want, um, I mean, at, at some point it'll switch, but they want her uh, acceptance and her, what's the word? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> got lice on my brain. I can't think of what's the word, but they want her approval, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, well, that's a, that's, that's a positive, um, uh, make me feel good spin. Cause I just see it as Phoebe being bossy and domineering. See, but, but they're asking her. It's not like Phoebe says you have to ask me to put these ornaments on. But how do they I know she's not – I wasn't in the room, so how do I know she isn't giving them the total stink eye? Like when they pick, <laughs> up, pick up an ornament that, you know, hasn't been preordained to be put up by them. I don't they know. They put on the fourth branch, seven to the left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but well, then, I mean, but they – I mean, so so my take on that uh, is that they, they, the twins would come running to you if Phoebe was – was not being nice. Wouldn't they tattle? I don't know. I mean, that's what we do in this house. I know that that's what I condone is a lot of tattling. Mom, she's not being nice to me. And I love those situations. Then I get to, you know, step right in and talk about tattling and get to, you know, meddle and helicopter and do all those things I do really well. So... Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, thank you for, well, I'm glad you have your tree up. I'm jealous. Cause I really want, I, I haven't done it yet. And I feel bad because you know, a lot of Thanksgiving came so early this year. And mm-hmm. so I was like, Oh, we're not putting it up in November. I'm just not. And now it's like 12 days away. And my kids are like, where's our tree? Where's our tree? And I'm like, oh, we're I getting ju- there. I just put our pumpkins into the compost bin. <laughs> honestly, over the <laughs> all right, weekend. All right. I need to hang out with you more. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of calendars, um, we figured that this would be, uh, since this is our last podcast of 2012, uh, we are about to start a new calendar. We figure we'd look back at our races for the year. And, and, and Dimity, I have to ask, I, I still use a Colgate calendar. Do you use the Colgate calendar? Well, I, got, I got one in the mail the other day, but mm-hmm. I bought, actually bought one. Oh. Um, because I like, there was a certain one that I really liked the prints on it. So, um, I mean, oh. I never know. It's always reliable. And like, sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't, or maybe it always comes and I don't remember. I don't know. But can I, can I just also a, ask you like the prints, P-R-I-N-T-S, not the P-R-I-N-C-E, right? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I would die for you. Either that or uh, I thought, wow, you're, you're, I'm so impressed in how you're embracing this whole Disney thing with the prints. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I think, I think you're thinking of Prince of Minnesota, like purple, purple rain prints. Yeah. It, <laughs> um, no, I like the prints. They're like lithographic, mm-hmm. cute little porcupines and flowers and stuff that will, you know, make my month every month. <laughs> it's always something new. That sounds very darling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, so, but thinking back over the year, you know, when I kind of was mentally prepping for the podcast, made me realize I didn't do very many races in 2012. Um, and what, I, so I did, um, two half marathons and two marathons and, and made me realize that, that doing marathons, wow, that they're kind of a time suck. And <laughs> if you don't, yeah. if you don't work in tune up races along with the training, it's kind of like, Oh, there, there, that was it. That was the end of the year. And, and that's what I got to show for it. Um, well, I mean, so that's, that's your, I mean, so, so it's all, it's all your own individual perspective, right? Because to me, that feels like a lot of races. I mean, I have, well, cause I've only run two marathons in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of two marathons in one year, like that, you know, that pretty much bowls me over, but, oh. but that's why we're so good together. We're yin and yang. But, um, so do you bomb? Do you, would you wish you would have raced more or? Oh, I don't, it just seemed, I don't know if I, it felt right. Um, I mean, I, it, I guess what it made me realize is that I love 
half marathons and marathons. And, and okay. So, you know, I'm not going to feel badly that I didn't do a bunch of five K's or a 10 miler or, you know, I don't know, a 20 K or something like that. So, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I'm not, I'm not, you had, I mean, you had, and you had four great races, right? I mean, what was, what was the other one besides a oh, local half marathon in Portland? Cause you wrote Disneyland half marathon. Right. So I did, um, uh, half marathon in February here in Portland, uh, that was a tune up for Boston. And I also wrote about it for races and places. It'll be in the February issue of runner's world. And oh, sweet. yeah, yeah. So, um, did that and then, um, then Boston and then had a long time. Didn't do anything again till the, um, and till early September when we ran the Disneyland half marathon, which was a blast. And then, um, twin cities. So, and then I was supposed to be doing one this Sunday, um, but then, oops, plan that trip to Mexico. You're be in, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let me play my, the world's smallest violin for you on that one. Like Mexico <laughs> half marathon, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't do that many races either, but, but I did enough. Like I, I don't, I don't have a racing Jones. Like I don't, you know, I don't feel like I, um need to race as much as you do maybe. Uh Um, but I mean, so I had, if you'll, if if more dedicated listeners and readers remember that I had the lovely fibroid blow up, um, (laughs) earlier this year, started out January with, uh, (laughs) a massacre in Houston basically. Um, and, uh, and so it took me a while to, to recover from that. And, uh, so I set my sight on the Aquathon in September. Um, and I, you know, I mean, I had, Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. A good race. I mean, I had, so, so I did that race, which turned out to be the aqua bike. Like I said, I didn't do the run. Um, I did that sprint triathlon up in Boulder, Iron Girl, 
mm-hmm. which is um, super exciting. I actually got an email yesterday. So you won't believe this, <laughs> but I got an email. I qualified for U.S. nationals there. Stop because it. I came in the top 10%. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, wow. So that actually was a great, I'm going to Oh, congratulations. That's oh, exciting. Thanks, thanks. I don't think I'll go, but it's nice to know that. I, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like you qualify. I mean, I'm not putting down Iron Girl. It's a tough race and whatever, but like, I'm like, okay, I qualified for the Olympic distance at a sprint race. Like it feels a little like, I don't know what the comparison would be, but like getting in, you know, to Harvard when you, you know, really just applied to, now I put in any school here and someone's going to feel bad, but University of Minnesota or something Uh like that, you know, like Uh just feels a little like not quite legit to me. But um, anyway, so I did that race and then, um, and then, of course, I did the ugly sweater run that's up on our blog right now. And uh, the then I did the 10-miler in mm-hmm. Twin Cities, and that was such a good race. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I did a half mar- that, that trail half marathon. I forgot about that one. That was a great race, too. And then I did Disneyland. So, I mean, that, that to me is plenty of races. You ha- So you had a very cluster – yours were all clustered together because you had the half marathon, what, the week after the 10-miler? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it was the week before, actually. It was mm-hmm. the week before. Mm-hmm. So um, – yeah, I did. I did at a cluster because I had such a such a um, such a drought in the early part of the year. Um, a, d- a drought because of a deluge. <laughs> yeah, a drought because of a, a red tinted deluge. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So now we've talked lice and periods. What else do we talk about? <laughs> well, well, we came upon an interesting topic while we were kind of chit chatting before this, which is um, that I was saying, "Hey, let's talk about what what made us each." proud about the the various races and say what your comment was to that Timothy. well I just uh, pride isn't a word that I associate with my running or with races I feel proud that I'm a runner I guess um but I mean I guess you know if I'm really being honest it's my Minnesota roots coming out like proud isn't an, an adjective I usually just associate with myself like oh. I mean I usually put humble in front of myself before proud Wow. I think we need to yeah. pause and reflect on that for a moment. I mean, yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I just think, I mean, I, mean, I think a big picture of everything you do. I mean, I think about what you do for another mother runner and I think about, you know, what you do accomplish athletically and, and I think you ought to feel mighty proud. Um, it's not that I, it's not, and it's not like I'm like, I don't have any feelings towards it. I mean, I'm definitely, but I'm always like at the end of a, fin- when I cross the finish line, mm-hmm. I feel most of all, I feel relief. Um, that it's done. Um, and then I feel just happy, you know, just kind of giddy, you know, and I like, I love that feeling. And that's, that to me is more important than being proud. Like, I love that I've just, you know, gone through this cycle and here I am and I'm around all these like-minded people and, and I'm, and I'm relieved it's over. I mean, that's really to be the honest to God truth. That's, that's what it is for me, but, but, but that's enough for me. Like that's, that's where I situate running in my but you don't Emotions. then then you don't reflect back on it, you know. So let's say a race is on Sunday. You don't by Wednesday start reflecting back and think about like, oh well, I really I did this and I did that and and oh that makes me feel really good about myself. Um, when I have a good time, like when I have a good like literally a physically good time, like oh. fin- like I finished in a PR or I pushed really hard. Yes, I mean I mean when I ran that PR in um, in Denver, I think I rode and trained like a mother. Like I checked the results like seventeen times <laughs> just to make sure that I was still in that like top quadrant or whatever I landed in. <laughs> um, and that makes me proud, and um, I guess. But it's again, it's just not something. And I'm not like judging you that you get proud or you know. Oh, I know you you're not judging me. Thing. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, just, I know that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's just not the way that um, 
it's just not my perspective, I guess. Cause I guess, I mean, to me, it's, it's almost like it's, um, Oh, I don't know. It just feels like, it's just like something that comes to me naturally. So like, I get more proud when I conquer something that is really hard, which I realize that sounds kind of, um, like, like a hypocrite because races are by nature hard and running is by nature hard, but I don't know. Like I said, it just makes me more giddy and that that's good enough. And that's actually what I like. I would prefer that over proud actually. Oh, interesting. Well, cause I mean, I definitely feel elated the moment. I think that might, was that my word even at the end of, um, yeah, I don't have my copy in front of me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't either, but I'm thinking that might be my word. Cause it just sprang to my lips. Um, and we're talking about the last page of, yeah. um, uh, train like a mother. Yes. Of what yes, word we, we, what we did is with one word that describes you when I cross the finish line, I feel blank mm-hmm. and elated might've been good. I, I think I might, I think we did the ease. Maybe I did elevated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might've said, I mean, proud was, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you said proud too. Mm-hmm. That's a word that you use a lot, which is fine. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting because I, um, because then in the days after a race, if I don't immediately feel proud, um, I can, I, I can, it doesn't take me long to like sift through the chafe of the, and or the chaff, I should say of a, uh, of a race to find the nugget that will make me feel proud because uh-huh. sort of if, if I can't isolate something and tease it out and be, be like, Oh, okay. You know, there's something I haven't done before. There's, you know, a moment that I turned the race and, and could have given up and, but instead kept going or pushed harder or something. Then I sort of. Then, then a little bit, the race is a wash for me. And that, um, so, I mean, that's, that's like, that's the mode I go into within, you know, probably an hour after a race of like, what, what's the, what's the gives me confidence. And maybe that's because I don't feel any of this comes naturally to me. And so Uh there's the, you know, that, that by searching for that pride, it gives me validation. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, and that's, you know, that's actually, it's actually really, um, your perspective is, is helpful to me right now because I do I mean my, my big thing is, you know, and I've been trying working on this very um, diligently is being, I am here now, like be where my feet are. I want to be in this mile. I want to be in this workout. I want to notice where I am and what I'm doing because honestly, like even just thinking back to the aqua bike, like I wish it away, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I want to get to that buoy in the swim. Oh, three more buoys. And then I'll get to turn around. Oh, 20 more miles on the bike. And then I'll be on the downhill, whatever it is. But that's, that's really kind of how my mind works. Like I have a hard time living in the moment. And so mm-hmm. to find those nuggets, you know, I don't really have them because I'm never, <laughs> I'm never really truly experiencing them. I mean, it sounds, I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think that that might resonate with some people because you're yeah, just, yeah. you're always kind of looking forward instead of enjoying where you are. Well, cause I gotta say that, um, and here, wow, here's deep revelation. But, um, so yeah. when I saw a therapist after my, when I was going through my, um, divorce, uh, uh, from my first marriage, um, and so, um, that was ended up being, I was like, Oh, this was back in the day when, um, health insurance would actually pay for medical, uh, mental health coverage. So, um, so anyway, so I was like, Oh, huh. Okay. Well, I'm going to use these sessions to figure out how to live in the moment. Because at the time I sort of felt like I only experienced things once I sort of downloaded them to, to John, my first husband. And so uh-huh. I was like, okay, well now my, you know, my hard drive, my repository of all these memories is, is gone. And so how can I experience things as they're happening and have them have meaning and resonance to me? 
And so I, that's that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, um, so I worked, you know, for a number of months on doing that and, and it's certainly very hard to do when, you know, now with a much more busy life. I mean, when I was single, it was, you know, that I had nothing to do, but sit there and live in the moment. So, um, but <laughs> here I am <laughs> right. bickering at my kid, not yelling at my kid. Yeah. 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 So, um, so it is a lot harder to do, but, um, I don't know. I feel that way with, um, ki- the kids. I mean, I just feel like I'm blinking and they are growing up, you know, by leaps and bounds. And so I, you know, as much as they drive me nuts, so I try to think, Oh, okay, like appreciate the twins at age seven, because now I look back at pictures of them and like at age three and I'm like, oh my gosh, they were so cute. Oh, to have one moment with them again at that age. And I just know in another blink of an eye, they're going to be going off to high school and I'm going to be like, oh, I just want my second graders back again. So, um, no, I agree with you. I mean, that's a big, huge lesson. And I mean, part of it is, you know, I mean, I feel like in during training, like when I'm out for just a run, I do get that. Like I, you know, that's, it brings back a lot of great memories and a lot, I don't know, it's just this great like flood of memories and being appreciative and daydreaming and loving that. Um, and you know, I just love that feeling, but I don't get that during a race. Um, so maybe I should, maybe, you know, maybe I need to be a little bit more present during races. Um, Hmm. So, cause I almost feel like, I mean, you know, I certainly don't remember every step and every, you know, fan that I pass along the sidelines type thing. But I mean, I, so many memories during races are like in sharp relief. Like the one that I talk about when we, um, give our talk at, at race expos is about, you know, mile 15 of big Sur and how I, you know, was really flagging and I felt like I had so far to go and, and I could really easily give up. And, and I mean, I could, I could paint you a picture of that right now. What, what everything looked like, what the rocks look like, what the, you know, just how I felt in the the clouds and everything. I mean, it was just, I don't know. I, I uh-huh. maybe that's why I like races sometimes is because they, 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 they do make life fall into sharp relief for me. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so so what do you have coming up for uh, the big twenty? 20- 13. I know. Yeah. So, um, uh, it, I, pleased to announce that I have decided, I know I, I've told you that I went to a marathon, but a spring marathon, but I have decided I'm going to do the Vancouver BC marathon. I am going metric. I'm crossing into another country to do a marathon. So I'm very excited. So how is it? How many K's is it? 40 K? I think it's 42, maybe. I, 42 um, K. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll have to look that up maybe, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And uh, it is May 5th and I'm just super excited for it. And Molly, my uh, running partner and mom that I met through carpool, um, she and I are road tripping to go do it. And I'm just, I, I hear it's gorgeous and I, I just love Vancouver. I went there for um, on our run like a mother tour. And I was just like, wow, it's only a six hour drive from Portland. I should come here more often. So I'm, I'm doing it. And Sweet. Um, yes. And you, you have your iron. Wait, 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 wait. I want to know, do you, know, do you know what the course is like? I have a, one. Yeah. I mean, have you looked at, the, I know you've I have, looked at the course. Yeah. Yeah. You think, you think, <laughs> um, uh, well, I've heard, I, I mean, it seems to have some elevation, but again, it's a heart. It's a different thing to read the map because it's showing it over K's and it's like, Oh, oh okay. Well, if it climbs, you know, I don't know. I don't even how many meters over how many kilometers. So, you know, my brain started fritzing out at that moment. <laughs> so okay. all I know is that Angela, who is um, a mother runner and um, a blogger for OregonLive.com, she ran it last year or this year, I guess. And um, she said it had more hills than she anticipated. 
So ha, hit yeah. the hills, hit the hills. Yes. Nothing but nothing good can come. Nothing but good can come from hitting the hills, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No matter what race you're running. Right, right. Yes, and and you, my friend. And I've got, well, you know, I've got the big Ironman CDA, Coeur d'Alene. And maybe by the time that I get there in the middle of June, that I'll know how to spell it correctly. <laughs> somebody somebody commented on our blog that I spelled it wrong. I've written it like four times. And I'm like, oh, I thought I had it. So all those vowels, they get me very if only, flabbergasted. If only the city was had a German name, you'd be all over exactly. it, right? It's it, was, that... it was, you know, Heidelberg, I would have no problem. Um, but uh, We yeah, should say so Dim- 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 Dimini was a German major. Major Colgate, that's why we're saying yes. that. <laughs> I, 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 I just enjoyed you. Um, so, uh, so anyway, um, and my yeah, question I'm is, d- do you know the date of it? Because you kept on being like, yeah, it's in June sometime. <laughs> so yeah, we're again yin and yang. Like I've looked uh, at June twenty fourth. I am very positive June twenty fourth. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I haven't made any reservations yet um, as far as hotel, which I know I need to do because they really, you know, charge you an arm and a leg because it's such a small town. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, I'm, uh, I don't want to turn this whole podcast into dimity pity party. But I've been having a couple issues with my shoulder and my neck, and I'm just, I just need to make sure that I can get those ironed out before, ha, ironed out. Did you see how I worked that in, Sarah? <laughs> um, before I, uh, you know, lay down any more credit card numbers. Um, so I'm not swimming until, uh, I'm taking the month of December off of swimming and um, strengthening my rotator cuff, like I'm giving birth, like I'm, I'm doing, I'm lifting my can, I'm swinging my arm in and out, like as much as I can. Um, so the plan is that I'll get back in the pool in, in January and kind of see where I am. Um, I, so, so yeah, so I'm excited for that and I'm hoping that I get, um, well, I sound a little uh, privileged here, but I might be able to, there's Oceanside, which is a half Ironman in California at the end of March. Um, and, uh, the woman who's, um, coaching me really wants me to do that one, um, as a tune up, but it's sold out. So I have a couple of connections in the running slash triathlon world. So I'm trying to see if I can get an entry for that. Um, if I cannot, I mean, I think it, cause I need to do one race before Coeur d'Alene. I mean, I've got to at least practice my transitions, right? Yes. Yes, I would say so. And uh, look, yeah. what do I, what and, do I know? Uh, that sounds like a good plan, Dimity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I could, I could wing it, but I mean, you know, that, that's the problem. With I picked the June race because I wanted to be kind of, I, I'll be pretty close to taper when my kids get out of school, and then I'll kind of have the summer afterwards. Like I didn't want to train through the heat of the Colorado summer, mm-hmm. um, but that puts the the negative to that is that there are very few tune-up races before oh, that. I mean, because yeah. the water here in Colorado is cold, so there's you know a couple races in early June, but they're like sprints, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is fine, but that's not the mentality that I'll be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if I can't get into that one, St. George, oh, um, Utah. Utah has mm-hmm. one. And, um, I want to say it's the end of April. It's not like, uh, Brie, this woman, Brianna, who's my coach, um, who's really, would really prefer Oceanside and I'm fine with that. Um, oh. so I just need to figure out, uh, if I can do that. Wow. Um, and well, if I can't, then, uh, we'll, we'll come up with plan B, but, hmm. um, yeah, so those are my two races and, uh, I mean, training's going really well. I mean, I'm tired, but, um, I'm definitely like getting into a rhythm of getting up early and, you know, and, and an hour to an hour and a half workout doesn't feel like a pain anymore. Oh, um, good. so, I mean, I know we'll start adding from here on out, but, um, 
but yeah, I'm getting there. So, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm happy with how things are going. Oh, good, good, good. And I think we have, we have to wrap this show up. So we will, um, talk with you in the new year and look for us on Facebook. In the meantime, we are run like a mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. We have three Twitter accounts, um, at Dimity on the run at SBS on the run. And our new one that we'd love for you to follow is at the mother runner. And most importantly, our books are run like a mother and train like a mother available on amazon.com. Thanks. Happy new year and many happy miles. <laughs>